0: What's up, sports fans, and welcome to an all-new episode of Football Fanatics here on Final Timeout Sports. I'm your host, as always, Forbes Crowley, joined by my co-host, Fernando Doctors. here on this 22nd episode of Football Fanatics. We're going to be breaking down some of the best games from Week 14, thinking a little bit about the playoff shakeup, and looking ahead to Week 15, which is going to include some great Saturday games. So, to kick it off, one of my favorite games from this past weekend... Lions-Vikings, how about it? I mean, that was hilarious. Um, Especially after the Pats, you know, lost uh, lost to the Vikings, it was nice to see them struggle. Um, First, Dan Campbell, just doing a great job. I mean, play calling, defense, you know, granted, Justin Jefferson had over 200 receiving yards, but they kept him out of the end zone, which... Is a pretty big accomplishment, um, given his performances just throughout this year. He's been borderline unstoppable. So to keep him out of the end zone, keep that offense to twenty three points, um, definitely impressive. I mean, and then you know on top of that, you're looking at a guy in Jared Goff, who I think everyone thought his career was over. Thought you know best he was going to do was that Super Bowl loss uh, to the Pats and You know, 27 for 39, 330 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, and a win over the Vikings, 5-1 over the last six games. I mean, the Lions are playing well when it matters. Um, They have a winnable overall um, end to their season. They got Jets, Panthers, Bears, and Packers. Jets, you know, with how... Their offense has been playing, you know, it'll be interesting. Mike White, he's battered. Um, so that defense, Aiden Hutchinson has a chance to um, really put the hurt on them. And, you know, their offense has just been special. i on Ross St. Brown, um, just an absolute stud. Um, it was tough to, to trade away TJ Hawkinson. Kind of ironic that he said that he was excited to finally be committed to winning games after the trade. Um, and since he's been gone, the Lions have been borderline un- unstoppable. But you know, they they have a chance to True. you know eke their way into the playoffs. Um, I you know I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I'll save that for when we move to our playoff talk. But I'm very impressed by how the Lions have been playing. Nando.
1: No, it's a good point, Forbes. The Lions have been hot, and you cannot deny Jared Goff's ability. Uh, these last few games, as you said, they're on. They're what five and one over this last six game stretch. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, you you can't deny that greatness from Jared Goff to say the least, and lo- you got to love that play call to seal the deal against the Vikings. You know whether or not Matt Campbell knew it was coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, allegedly he didn't. I don't know how much I believe that, but I mean, a, a team that started off one and six at completely turning around. I'm, I'm impressed and I'm excited. I think that the lions could be a good franchise for years to come at this point. I mean, they're putting the pieces together. I don't know. It's they're rising from the, the Matt Patricia ashes for sure. And
1: Forbes, let me, let me tell you this much. They are definitely in the bubble, you know, for a postseason spot. Whether you're going to count them in or not, I mean, they're around. And like you said, the remainder of their schedule isn't, isn't too difficult. And it's definitely not as difficult as this team in New York, a.k.a. the New York Giants, who just got absolutely pummeled by the Eagles. Like, let me first off start by saying the Eagles look good. Like, you know, first game without Dallas Goddard, you know, the safety blanket, against the Commanders, you know, you saw the vulnerabilities within this Eagles squad, but it just seems like they were able to to come together through that adversity and just, oh my God, can Jalen Hurts be stopped? I don't know. He has the ability to just hit all these different receivers. You know, they got the talents of A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, obviously... You got Miles Sanders running the football well against the Giants, 144 yards rushing, averaging 8.5 yards per carry, two touchdowns, Eagles totaling 48 points, and it was just a bloodbath in the Meadowlands, to say the least. And you know what? I would go as far to say, Forbes, that I think that there is a chance that the Lions could sneak into that seventh spot currently occupied by the Giants, and here's especially why. The Giants right now have the hardest strength of schedule going left in the season going in to last Sunday, meaning they got the Commanders, Vikings, a gimme per se against the Colts, and then back Week 17 in Philadelphia. They better be hoping that Philadelphia's benching their starters because, I don't know, Forbes, the way the Giants are looking right now uh they they might be lucky to win one of those games to be honest you know and they're sitting there with a seven what is it a seven five and one record like you know lines are six and seven you know they're they're gonna need at least two wins uh and i don't know if they're gonna be able to do it that being said the seattle seahawks that have an interesting game tonight against the 49ers are also dealing with a pretty tough strength of schedule Obviously, the 49ers have been rolling with Mister Irrelevant, but Forbes, the Seahawks got the Chiefs and Jets, and then Week Seventeen against the Rams. So I mean, just like the Giants, like the Seahawks are gonna be lucky to win one of the uh, you know two of those games, you know, which makes things quite interesting in the NFC for that final spot.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. And it's it's ironic. It's a tale of just two completely opposite teams with the Lions with an absolutely abysmal start, turning it around and New York starting off hot and really cooling down as we're getting into the final stretch. So it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, I, I think that we can probably safely say that, yeah, the Eagles are going to be that one seed, um, not safely necessarily, but it feels like you know they have a two game lead um on any other team yeah the vikings like you know i mentioned before i don't think they're as good as you know their record reflects um i think they have a a minus 1 point differential which is um they're the only team with a minus point differential um 10 win team with a minus point differential i mean that's that's really bad so You know, their offense can look great. They can, you know, have all the weapons of Jefferson, Thielen, Hopkinson, um, Dalvin Cook. But, you know, if their defense isn't really doing anything, I mean, they've let up 313 points in the season. That's concerning. So, I think we can, you know... That is concerning. Probably say that the Eagles can feel confident that they can pull it out and and finish the season as that one seed. Um, But then, really, it's it's going to be a crab shoot. Um, you know, Vikings, a 10 win team, Niners, nine win team. You mentioned, yeah, the the game that they have tonight is going to be an interesting one against the, the bubble Seattle Seahawks, um, that have been playing fairly well with Geno Smith. Kenneth Walker, um, has been playing really well. I know you've got a dilemma about him currently for fantasy, but overall he's been doing, uh, doing their draft pick well. So, um, this is going to be interesting. I mean, it's it's always ironic when you see a team with a losing record be the four seed um, above, for example, the Dallas Cowboys who are ten and three. Bucks are six and seven in the four seed. So, you know, the Bucks lose uh, a couple games, lose one one or two games, and suddenly um, they're completely out of the playoffs. They're going from having a home game in the playoffs to you know, watching it all from their couches. So, you know, the Bucks are really going to need to turn it on. Um, this weekend, tough game against a rolling Cincinnati Bengals um, before they have to travel to Arizona and play the color Murrayless uh, Arizona Cardinals. That was a pretty unfortunate injury. Um, then, you know, they get to end the season against the Panthers and the Falcons. So, um, two one potentially tough game and then um you know the bucks could be in a good position but they've also struggled mightily um to you know can't definitely can't write off the carolina game given that they lost 21 to 3 to carolina earlier in the season um you know the atlanta game was close so the bucks are going to be a team that really needs to push it right towards the end of the season um that's going to be fun I don't know, before we move to the AFC, you got, some, you got some NFC comments or anything?
1: I won't go as far, Forbes, actually, to say that I think, and this could be a conditional statement, if the 49ers, which I do think, beat Seattle tonight, I think they will be the second seed. And here's why. They have the tie uh, differential against, or the tiebreak, sorry, against the Vikings because they beat them earlier in
0: the season. Mm
1: -hmm. And I don't know, man. I'm looking at the rest of the Vikings schedule and yeah, they got the Colts and Giants. I think the Colts they'll beat. The Giants, you know, the Giants are going to be playing for, you know, their postseason lives. That'll be an interesting one. But I do like Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay beating them at Lambeau Field. I, I, You know, I don't see Aaron Rodgers going down too easy um, losing twice in the season to the Vikings and then they got an interesting one against the Bears who are eliminated and kind of stink but you know what if you fall asleep on the Bears and Justin Fields runs for 150 yards like you could find yourself in a shootout you know Mm -hmm. Um, and I do think that the 49ers are running with some crazy momentum so I think that you know it will be an interesting close to the season. I think the Eagles definitely. I mean, because the Eagles also have the tie break over the Vikings, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that there's no way the Eagles fumble that one. That would that would be surprising to me if they lose three games. Uh, that being said, though, I think we should definitely go over the AFC. I man, this is giving me goosebumps thinking about the playoff picture, man. Because this is this can completely flip.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have some some fun ass games coming up to, to finish the season. Um, you know, Buffalo and and Kansas City, ten and three. Buffalo's got that tiebreaker because of that head to head win, um, but you know that could still really get flipped upside down. You know, the nine and four either Ravens or Bengals is are still in contention for the first overall. Um, sorry the um, for number one seed. Um, not the Titans at seven and six, but, you know, that's pretty nuts to have four teams at this point in the season still with a, a solid chance um, to take that number one seed, you know. After that, we have, yeah, Miami, New England, L.A., and the Jets, those are probably the the four teams that, um, that actually have a chance to, to make the playoffs. After that, it's Jacksonville and Las Vegas at five and eight, um, and I, I just don't I don't see that happening. If the Raiders beat the Pats this week, maybe I'll change my mind. But you know, Pats have that that two game um, tiebreak over the Jets, which is big for them. Um, Vegas also has the tiebreak over the Jets uh, based off of per, uh, best win percentage in the conference. Um, So the Jets definitely have an uphill battle um, to try and eke their way into the playoffs after, you know, an incredibly positive and impressive start. Um, I do think that they're making the right decision going with Mike White for the rest of the season. Um, But, you know, they're, they're about to face the Lions at the worst possible time with the Lions looking pretty insane. Um, they got to play Jacksonville who, you know, that stingy defense. And we saw an offense that came alive last week. Um, I was happy. I mean, Zay Jones put up a nice 25 points on you. So that was fantastic. Um, and then, you know, they got to play, they finished the season with two away games, one in Seattle and one in Miami. Um, both of those games, I think Seattle and Miami will probably be fighting for their playoff lives. So that's going to be exciting. Um, I I don't see the Jets making the playoffs. Honestly, um, my guess is I is we see the Chargers um, sneak their way in. Um, I see the Jets losing a couple. I see the Pats probably losing a couple because I mean let's let's be honest. Let's the end of the the Pats season is very very cruel. Um, you know we have to go. What is it? Um, this week we have you know Vegas probably I mean yeah our easiest game of the remainder of the season. Then we have Cincy at home. They're absolutely rolling. Miami with you know when they're healthy that's scary. And then we got to finish the season in Buffalo. So you know it, it's gonna be tough. I don't see the Pats being able to um, buckle down and and win two of those four games um so i don't see us making the playoffs with an eight and nine record um i almost wouldn't even want to so i see it you know i i have to imagine i could see the bills being the number one seed i think it kind of stays more or less how it is bills chiefs um ravens titans um and then yeah we'll probably have the bengals miami yeah we'll see kind of how they play but I see the patch dropping out and and the Chargers who, you know, are starting to play a little better football, um, just beat Miami. So I think, you know, they'll have a tiebreaker over them. um, And they're, you know, finishing out their season against a struggling Tennessee team Colts who are God awful, the Rams or the Rams this year um, and Denver, who's I don't need to tell you how Denver is. So, you know, they, they, they have a very winnable schedule And all of a sudden, they could finish the season eleven and six. You know, that would be optimistic. But suddenly, you know, that puts them in a five or or, or six seed. So, this is going to be an exciting uh, end to the season. I don't know. What are you thinking?
1: This is an interesting one, Forbes, because at first glance, it's quite tight. But the only serious mobility that I think could occur would be either. The Chiefs and Bills swapping for the first seed, and potentially Baltimore and Cincinnati, who have been red hot yeah. at the right time. That being said, I think that Cincinnati got a tough schedule, but Cincinnati are completely battle tested and can dog any team in this league. So I think they're already matchup proof, to be honest. Um, so it should be interesting to see how that uh, pans out. Because looking at the the Baltimore schedule, they, they definitely got it easier. But the question is, will we see Lamar, you know? Yep. And at the very least, will we see Huntley, you know, Walmart, Lamar? No disrespect. Respectfully, of course. <laughs> they got Deshaun in Cleveland, you know, this week, which should be an interesting Saturday game. For the homies that love to see NFL football on Saturdays, too. God, I love um, it, right? But then, you know, they got a light one with the Falcons, an interesting one with the Steelers, because, you know, those games are never gimme's. You know, Mike Tomlin never finishing with a below 500 record. It's gotta be this year, though, right?
0: Uh, You'd have to think. Five You'd and eight, to they're gonna have a tough time, you know, they're winning four straight.
1: To say the least. But... Needless to say, setting up a week 18 game hosting, or sorry, away at Cincinnati, that should be, that should be a fun one. I think in our preseason predictions, I had the Ravens edging the Bengals, even though I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you would remember this, of course, I think I had them both finishing with 11 wins but the Ravens getting um, that tiebreaker, however however I deemed then. Um, so this, this could be a fun little last game, honestly. Um, that being said, though, you know, their counterpart, Cincinnati, they got it kind of rough. I mean, their easiest game has got to be most likely this, this game against the Bucks, who are stinking up an absolute storm in <laughs> yeah. Tampa, to say the least poor guy tom doesn't have any time we complain about mac not having enough time to throw a ball but it seems like even with the tools they are not getting anything generated on
0: offense yeah and then he's gotta go home and have all the time in the world to think about the 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 game in an empty ass house it's uh, it's a tough one don't be too (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh my goodness uh, but then they got the Pats, you know, which probably is potentially another gamey, depending on how, you know, our defense holds up and can stop their threats on offense. Obviously, Joey B and Jamar Chase and co. Um, then they have Buffalo and the Ravens as well. So that remainder of schedule is a bit daunting, to say the least. But, you know what, you got to love the Bengals' chances of at least getting 11 wins on the season, winning at least two of those. Um, so that should be super interesting. I think Miami, dude, have been unbelievably disappointing. Uh, not disappointing for me because I don't like Miami, team, obviously. <laughs> but it's just like one of those things where you don't think it's that complicated. They have probably the best receiving duo in the league and, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle they're absolute speed demons. And, you know, you'd think that you'd just be able to continue, you know, s- Sticking to a pretty consistent, you know, offensive script where you're, like, you know, running the ball reasonably well, obviously that's not your focal point. But you know what? You run the ball well, then you throw a play action, and Tyreek Hill, like he's been doing all season long, taking a house call for, like, 40 yards, or just, you know, absolutely killing these teams with the, with the attacking threats they have. But it seems like, you know, guys like Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson just haven't been giving sorry I haven't been given like much opportunity to shine and you're like look like they have the assets like they they i think should be doing better than they currently sit as the sixth seed but you know i don't really see their position being threatened i think that unfortunately or fortunately however you want to spin it our pads will fall out of that seventh seed i think the most likely candidate to displace them has got to be the chargers Mm -hmm. like you said i think the jets have it tough the rest of the season um and you know what they're they're not riding with as good momentum as the chargers are and i think ultimately we deem the chargers as that squad you know to to pull up you know and and make the postseason they are an incredible team top down obviously suffered a bunch of injuries uh, their defense didn't hold up as, you know, people expected originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and Justin Herbert, depending on how you view it, has underperformed a bit. But it's definitely been, you know, uh, he's, he's definitely had his struggles, you know, with receivers that have been, you know, able to stay fit. You know, Mike Williams has been in and out with an ankle injury. Um, and Keenan Allen, you know, missed too much time with a hamstring Way injury.
0: too much time.
1: So you can't really blame this dude for a lack of tools. I mean, you know, Austin Eckler is absolutely phenomenal. So you you just gotta tip your hat to that squad and, and bet that they're going to to make a postseason push. And you know, depending on who they get, you know, first round, it it, it could be interesting. You know, it could be interesting. You can't you can't bet uh, bet out this uh, this Chargers team. That being said, I think the Titans have looked. Have looked pretty poor, but I, I struggle to see you know the Jaguars catching them. You know, like you already said, like the the Jaguars gave them an absolute beat down. You know, Evan Ingram and Jay Jones, Zay Jones, sorry, absolutely putting up two insane offensive performances that you just gotta like shake your head and question how the heck did that happen? You know, Mike Vrabel, you know, in a stingy Titans D, you'd think, but no, you know, Jaguars almost putting up like forty points, man. It was it was cool to see, but you know what? I think that, you know, there there definitely is room for shake up, but it, it is limited based on, you know, the teams that you've got in the hunt uh for a postseason spot. So anyway, it's gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I honestly couldn't agree more and and you know, back to your, your dolphins point. Um yeah, I mean that like it might work right now, Mike Uh, Mike McDaniels may just be able to, you know, call uh, Tyreek left, Tyreek go play like in the regular season, but that's not going to work in the postseason. They are going to get out game planned and outplayed if like that's really their, you know, their entire game, you know, they will not be able to score points on a good playoff defense if that's their, if that's their game plan. You know, I completely agree. I think that they need to be establishing the run more and then going to play action after the fact, they're running way too much play action. And it's just, it's crazy. And, you know, that brings me to a secondary play-calling point, which, you know, I know we kind of changed it up in the second half for the Pats, but, oh my God, again, you know, two weeks in a row (laughs) that Mac Jones has an outburst on the sideline, and honestly, rightly so. Like, you know, I think you said this, like, how are we going to be that? How are we going to... Showcase How is he going to showcase himself when 50% of our play calls are runs or uh, screen passes? And that's not to say that, you know, running the ball is bad. I think that Roger Stevenson and when Damian Harris is healthy, that's an absolutely great duo, you know, and yeah. when our o line's actually playing well, it hasn't been, but when they play well, yeah, we've, you know, been able to really carve defenses up with our running game. But the the play calling on the defense, or sorry, on uh, the passing, just really does not seem like it's there. Um, you know, you know me; I'm always a, a trust and build type guy, but I'm really having a hard time seeing like the end game with Matt, Patricia, and Joe Judge uh, as our offensive minds. Um, you know, I was having conversations about this earlier in the week about like, you know, someone was saying, "Oh, it, you know, it might be that a defensive mind can." game plan and out scheme um, an expected defense which is a good point and you know it's you're not going to have the same the the type of um, creativity and you know actually distracting plays that you would have with a pure offensive mind I mean this is as much as I hate to say it damn we're missing Josh McDaniels which you know, maybe if the Raiders keep shitting the bed like they are, we'll get him back in a in a year or two, like we did with uh, when he went to the Broncos. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I don't know how we can you know expect to have drives really get started when you know we're just run the ball on first down, nothing. Run the ball on second down, lose a yard. Drop back pass, Mac Jones either has nobody to throw to or people are just getting on him way too quick. It's it's brutal. I mean, you know, we also give him only has-been receivers. You know, no disrespect to Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, some of the guys that we have. But those aren't the guys that we need. So, you know. not
1: the guys we need.
0: And yeah, again, we I've I've stated that I don't have a whole lot of confidence in, in the past going making to the postseason, but it just doesn't seem like we're playing winning football. I mean, Bill was in a uh, a, uh, a press conference and he was just like, you know, we're doing all the right things. We just need to be doing them better, which I definitely disagree with. We are not doing the right things offensively. Our defense looks fantastic, but offensively we look like a mess. So. That's yeah, a, a long-winded way of saying that you know, Pats are probably going to drop out of that seven seed. Honestly, I'd be okay with that. I don't really know if I need to see another 45 or was it 42 to seven uh, game. You know, it's it's. I'd rather just take my better draft pick than get embarrassed in you know the wild card round of the playoffs. So, you know, true. we shall see. Um, so now that'll take us up to this upcoming, Was it, week 15. Tonight we got a exciting 49ers Seahawks game. A Seahawks team that has been hilariously good, honestly. Um, you know, it's been funny. How about we go with uh, another little beer bet? Um, I, I know that you have been remiss in having your uh, Bengals Chiefs beer, so how about we do a little uh, little double or nothing here? I'll take the Seahawks. I got some faith in Gino and, and Kenneth Walker yeah I I, uh, I think that they're gonna they're gonna do a whole lot of damage on mr irrelevant probably toss you know send them out of the game and then from there on it's just gonna be Geno time so I got I got the Seahawks in this Thursday night one how about you
1: I guess it's only fitting for the bet that I take the 49ers even though I take them. With extreme optimism and confidence, this is a squad that are on a freaking roll. And yeah, they're gonna play Seattle, and you know it's a bit of a hostile environment—at least back in the you know Twelfth man, the good old the good old days. But you know, I think that these guys will continue to roll and get the job done. Mister Irrelevant, let's go, baby!
0: All right, that'll bring us to some Saturday games. God, I love me some Saturday NFL football. I've got, you know, I don't know if anyone... Last time I suggested uh, this bet, uh, but I would like to mention that it absolutely hit. I think it was one of the Saints games that I said this, but the uh, the field goal parlay or the field goal over-under is always one and a half. I would say take the over for the Ravens on field goals this uh, this Saturday... They're either going to have Tyler Huntley or a third stringer in there. I think a lot of drives are going to stall. Obviously, they got Justin Tucker's golden legs. They'll f- like you know they'll try from just about anywhere. So plus one and a half on uh, uh, on field goals made for the, for the Ravens on Sunday could potentially do it for the Browns too. You know, Deshaun Watson hasn't been able to you know put up a solid game since he had his last good massage. So I see a lot of uh, a lot of. Drives stalling there, so could parlay it or play the safer one with the Ravens? Up to you. Nando. Saturday take. What you got?
1: Love the analysis there, Forbes. And, you know, I do have to tip my hat to you. Field goal parlay from you never seems to fail in parade. Um, I will take a pick from the other Saturday game. That is the Miami at Buffalo game. Which is, you know, expecting some nice, fun snow.
0: Love me a which snow game. What that means, right? That team that plays down in Miami where the
1: weather is super hot. Yeah, I don't see our guy Tua throwing for 242 and a half yards. I think that they're going to struggle. You know, the line is at seven points for a reason. You know, Mike McDaniel's been joking a bit about the weather. Uh, these guys last week had heaters, and it was like in 50 L.A. Degrees. So it's like they—they're clearly gonna be, you know, out of their element. And I see Tua, and the squad not putting up 20 points, and on their way to what, in my eyes, will be another loss. Tua is not going to throw for 242 and a half yards, so I will take
0: under. I think that's a fantastic call. Snow games always a big running game. I remember that uh, was it um, Eagles Bills when LaShawn McCoy had that snow game. Either way, love me love me a fantastic snow game. Um, I was mad know, when yeah. they moved one earlier this season to uh, what was it the Lions Stadium? I think one, yeah. I think it was a Bills game, right? It was. Yeah. So yeah. I hope they keep this one. Um, In Buffalo, because, yeah, I just love me a nice snow game, and I think that's a great call. It's snowing like that, not a shot. As aggressive as Mike McDaniels is with his play calling, he's not going to be throwing the ball a whole lot if you've got snow coming down and snow on the ground. So that brings us to Sunday. I'm not going to, you know, go crazy uh, with this pick. I'm just going to go with an Austin Eckler touchdown against the Titans this weekend. Titans struggled heavily last weekend um, against uh, the Jaguars. So uh, I see Eckler continuing this pretty insane uh, season of his. And I'm not just saying that because he's you know on my fantasy team and I'm trying to avoid the toilet bowl. But sure, you know sure. <laughs> he's uh, he's been he's been going off. So I see you know and the Chargers need to really make a late-season push because they've underperformed, like you mentioned earlier, their defense. Injury-ridden, riddled, but also, you know, just struggled overall. So Chargers really need to turn it on now. I see them doing that this weekend, home game in SoFi Stadium, hammer the the Eckler touchdown. How about you, Nando? Strong
1: analysis there. I think he can't be betting against Austin Eckler, to say the least given the season he's had and yes congratulations for taking him um i am going to go game eagles at, Ch- at chicago sorry oof it's tough to to see this eagles team and be like hey they're not going to put up 30 points on you and i think that is what's going to happen again this week um should be interesting to see what justin fields can do um that being said, I think that the over uh sixty-eight and a half receiving yards at minus one twenty-five for AJ Brown is a steal. I think that this guy is more than capable of having a hundred, over hundred receiving yards this game, to say the least. I would even go as far to to say I would take alternate yards up to like eighty on this game. I think that this dude is ever reliant has been absolutely balling, and Devontae Smith also has been balling the last three games, you know, and and they're like, look, like, it's it's that similar situation as we've seen in Cincinnati, as we've seen in Miami, where it's like, hey, they have other guys too, you know, so we can't just you know, put, put all our attention on A.J. Brown, who even last week had 70 yards receiving himself, which is over this line, so I think that this is a
0: a value uh, a value pick I hear that I mean the Eagles have been absolutely insane this year I mean what are they're the first team to to clinch a playoff spot twelve and one only lost coming to a weird commander's game, so yeah, I see them ripping apart this this three and ten bears game that are just playing for pride at this point, so that's uh. That's what we got for you this week on this uh, 22nd episode of Football Fanatics, and we'll check back in with you next week.